You know, I go back to um, the last several weeks and talking about hearing God's voice. And today we're going to do uh, almost a, a summary. And what I mean by that is um, it's really been a little overwhelming uh, in the many, many, many people that I've talked to since we started. I'll call it the series. It's not really been a series. It's really just taking a deep breath and, and listening and hearing God's voice. But um, many people have approached me and said, you know, something like this, Pastor Tony, um, what are you trying to tell me? I mean, like, you, you hear God audibly? Um, how do you hear him? Um, well, what do you mean when you hear him? Or or many have said to me, I, I've never heard God's voice. What does it sound like? And I know if you're in this room and, and maybe you've grown up in church or uh, you're a born-again believer and uh, you're, you're a student of the Word of God and and you, for lack of a better way of saying it, have heard the voice of God. You know what I mean? There's no other way to explain it. Um, but if you have, you you got to be wondering why now, why I might be belaboring almost hearing the voice of God. Why am I talking so much about it? And I'll go back to two weeks ago. If we as a church, and I don't, I don't mean just four corners, but the church, God's church, if, if we don't push through hearing God's voice, we are so faded away as a people and as a culture. Um, I think we believe we can't hear him anymore today. For the most part. But we can. He is still alive and very well. He still wakes us up in the morning and then the birds still sing. And the sun still rises and the sun still sets and the ocean still moves and the, the earth still spins at 17,532 miles an hour. Unbelievable on a 17 degree axis. I can't even fathom that. God's very much alive and well. And he still speaks today. We need to wake up the church. We need to wake ourselves up and come to that understanding. It's okay. Now let me speak to the ones that you're really wondering if God really speaks. It's a still small voice. It's a voice that's hard to hear unless you take that deep breath and allow your heart to hear. If you don't, you'll never hear him. And I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm not God. I can't make you hear God. I can't make you understand, you know, what it's like to hear from him. All I can do is be faithful. All Greg can do is be faithful. All we can do is be faithful with God, what God has given us. And church, rise up. More and more people are asking, how do I hear God's voice? And more and more people are asking, I got so much stuff I want to say. Who do I tell? Do you understand what I mean? The gift in them is stirring up. God stirred up that gift. And they go, who do I tell? Who do I tell? And I said, anybody that will listen. <laughs> Just tell them. Because it's God that will go before you. He will. Deacon John is going to read the scripture this morning, our passage for this morning, found out of Philippians 1. And if you would use that, please. Exercising our gifts. Good morning. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, 
always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, I'm going to do that again. Just as it is right for me to think of this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and in all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Philippians chapter 1, verses 2 through 11. So I want to share my heart just for a couple minutes about something that I promise I won't park there. My heart's not critical this morning, uh, the, you know, the best we can, right? I mean, it, it is a sin-fallen heart. I do have a sin nature. I asked my neighbor if he thought I was still a sinner fallen by grace, you know, and if I still sinned. And he goes, you're a pastor. I said, I said no, really, do you think I still sin even though I'm a born-again believer? Do you think I still sin? He goes, you're a pastor. And I said, um, okay, now you're scaring me. Do you think I still sin, have sin in my life? And he goes, but even if you did, I wouldn't tell you. This morning we're going to talk about the heart, our hearts. Of course, Paul's heart, as he sits in prison, jail, like we don't know it. It's not like we know it. It's a hole. It's full of, I mean, I won't even describe it, you know, probably the stench, the junk, the being chained. Uh, it's not like a jail today. I can't even put myself in his mindset, nor do I want to. I can't smell the things he smelled. I can't know his heart, but I do know this, that in the middle of it all, He's praying for others. And sometimes it's interesting. You know, I've been a pastor 25 years or so. And uh, before that, most of you know, never went to church in my life. Woke up, got saved. A year later, went into the pastorate. All right, so I don't have any preconceived anything, really. But it is interesting, like, you know, (laughs) especially with social media, um, the comments that come in, like, uh, your pastor don't stand, he sits, uh, he drinks water. Uh, and again, I'm not being critical, hear, hear why I'm saying this. Um, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too loud, it's not loud enough. Would you please sing more hymnals? Would you please sing less hymnals? Would you be a little more contemporary? Where's your drums? I'm glad we don't have drums. Uh, I could probably go on for a really long time, but my heart says stop. Because it's not really about all that stuff. It's about our heart. 
It really, really is. But how do you transition from, from a, a selfish nature like I have and you have? A sin fallen selfish nature. How do you transfer? How do you, how do you, how do you go from, um, um, just being really concerned about you and how you feel and how, what you want in, into what God wants? It is by the grace of God. Who said that? It is by the grace of God. And that's exactly what Paul says. You know, he, he gets to a place where he says it is by the grace of God. That in the beginning where John was reading in verse 3, I thank my God for every remembrance of you. And he continues to go down in verse 6. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it into the day of Jesus Christ. God has not forgotten us. He's not forgotten the whisper that he's put into your heart or my heart. He hasn't forgotten you as a believer, one that has repented and believed in his son, and now you're a born-again believer. And he has not forgotten the one that's sitting in this room right now that's never put your trust in Christ, but a still, small voice whispers to this day, if you'll let him, that he wants to be a part of your life. Not born again and even born again believers have a tendency to just fade. We have a tendency to just want to shut God out. And the bottom line is, I'm going to go here. You've got to hear me this morning as I, as, I, as I relate what I believe God has us to hear about this passage. It's so deep, I could spend weeks and weeks and weeks on it. But today, it's just about the heart. And now you have Paul, again, that's sitting in this prison, and he goes, I'm going to go verse 9. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge and of your heart paraphrased, that you might be able to discern what God has for you. Let me tell you what that word discern means. It means that you might hear God and know how to respond to life. I can't imagine what it must have been for Paul. He goes on to say in verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. Do you ever hear someone say, um, if you will repent of your sin and ask Jesus to be your Savior, then he'll save you. Who's ever heard that similar to that? Do you understand? And then some, someone will say, well, if you do it with a sincere heart. Who has ever heard that? If you mean it from your heart. Now, I agree. It's not that I, I don't agree with that. But now Paul's in prison. Probably shackled. Saying, I pray for you. What brings a person to a place where we no longer think about ourselves? A place that we can hear God, and now all of a sudden I find myself praying for you instead of me. Even in the middle of all the stuff of life. You know how we get there? I do not like this. I'm, I don't like this. You listening? You hearing me? When all is gone, 
and stripped away, and you have nothing left, but you're sitting in a cell or a room or a place in your heart where you finally say, God, my life is yours. Till that point, it's tough. To that point, again, believer or not believer, we all have this big tendency to fade from God, and it's not until we come to a place that we're still enough where we can hear him. Does he speak? Yes. But can he really speak in the middle of most of our lives? In the middle of a life that's been uh, actually given a mindset in our culture, if you're a little bit younger, 35, 40, 40 now, 40 years and younger, where all of a sudden, I mean, pretty much our culture's been taught, it's all about you. <laughs> I mean, it's ingrained in us. It's on TV, it's in people, it's, it's everything that some of you relate to this from Nike to, I mean, uh, speed it up ahead to it's all about, it's all about you. And you get these stares, how do you hear God? I mean, what do you, surely, surely, Pastor Tony, do you know what you're talking about? I mean, have you gone crazy? Hear God? Listen to this in verse 12. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are more bold to speak the word without fear. Now, why would other people become more confident in sharing their faith because of someone else being put in jail. Did you catch that? Why would someone become more confident because of someone else being put in jail? Let me tell you why. Because they knew Paul's heart. They knew that he stood for Christ. They knew that he would do what it takes to share the gospel, and guess what? In a sense, he proved it, because there he was. They could not any longer deny that something was going on in Paul's heart. And here he is still sitting in prison going, I'm praying for you, and they're just going, what? And all of a sudden, that testimonies, testimonies are so powerful. Start stirring up in our heart. You know what? There's something about this God that Paul keeps telling us about. And I want to tell you about this God that Paul keeps talking about. I want to let you know that he's real and he's alive. You know, and if Paul right now can't do it, if he can't be a witness, then guess what? I'm a free person. I can. And Paul says, that's awesome. But he says, you know what? I'm going to really paraphrase this, but hear me out. Paul did not like being in prison. I can pretty much tell you that. But he goes, had I not been put in this prison, the palace guard would have never heard about Jesus. How can you take something that's so bad and make it so right? Because it's about the heart. And we have so many, even in this room, and even in my past, and even in your past, if it's not your present 
Now, so many things have happened in your life. I know. Things to take you down, to tear you up, to, to, to hurt your ego, to try to pull you apart, to try to make you fade from God. They're very real. It's not like you, you just excuse them. But the problem becomes if you're, you don't have a heart like Paul and you don't embrace those things and allow God to use them, you'll never know what he had to gain for the kingdom through your hurt and pain if you turn inward and selfish and make it all about you. Isn't that hard? I mean, come on. Isn't that hard? It is for me. In the middle of stuff, I believe that to be true more and more. The older I get and the more stuff that happens to me all the time. I don't know why it keeps happening all the time. Just when you get going, you get laid off again, right, Greg? Well, what is that? Then you get another job. Woohoo, things are good. Fade away from God. Oh, get laid off. Move back. It's like this vicious cycle that seems to take place. Listen to what he says. He continues to say this. Verse 14. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preached Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my chains. What? I don't know if I'm speaking a foreign language right now to some of you, but did you just catch what's going on here? Let me read it again. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ, preach Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preached Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposedly to add affliction to my chains. But the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. Watch. And in this I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. I will rejoice no matter what color you want the carpet. I will rejoice no matter how warm or cold you want it here. I will rejoice whether you like fast music or slow music. Whether you want drums or don't want drums. Again, some of you are probably thinking, there's a hidden message here. No, there's not at all. That's one great thing about being so new. I don't know enough to have hidden messages yet. It's just the way it is. But you got to take a deep breath and just revoice, or rejoice. And once in a while on Facebook, okay, I'll be honest, you put something on there that I can delete, I do, because I don't want that negativity out there. So I'm just telling you, whatever. I can't believe Pastor Tony deleted my negative message. It's only because I could click. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Paul really is saying that some don't quite have a heart that have disengaged themselves and, and, and engaged the heart of others. But if they still preach Christ, if they still lift them up, even though they might be confused or they're struggling or they're trying to hear God and they don't quite hear him, 
But if they're lifting up Christ the best they can, even if it means he lands in jail because of it, you are catching this. Even if it means he is in prison because of them who say they are Christ followers, God lovers, he will rejoice. That's when you start hearing from God. You take these things that are coming against you today. You take a deep breath and you say, God, how can I glorify you in this? Even if it's not my fault, even if it's come my way. Now, don't say, Pastor Tony, it's not fair. You can't say that. Well, number one, that's the whole point about preaching this text. I mean, if we believe the word of God is the word of God, Paul is really at that place. And I've had opportunities to have been falsely accused and, 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 uh, by very religious, God loving people gone astray and thinking that they just want to mess me up. Now, I just saw some faces there going, uh oh, what's up with Pastor Tony? Is there, there's a hidden message there? No, most of you can just say what I just said. Whether it's a, it's a boss, a family member, or you know exactly what I mean. Something in your life today trying to mess you up, take that deep breath. Praise God and thank him for what you have, where you are, and how can you use me today. Because that's the point where you're going to hear him speak through his word, through his spirit. Any other way, any other selfishness, oh, poor me, I'm, I'm the victim. I know it, and a lot of times it's hard to say, but you you got to move on. And then we got to move on from our past. So many have a past that have taken us down, and we feel like, we probably feel like we are Paul in a way. We're held in bondage from it. Every time we turn around, we remember something someone did or, or, or wanted to do or, or, we, we, we just, we try to do something and this fear comes in like we're saying, no more fear. Or we can't do it. I just can't do that. You don't understand, Pastor Tony. You know, when I was growing up, this was happening in my life. And no matter what has gotten us here to this day, we got to trust God or not. But you'll never move on if you don't Just stop and take that deep breath and allow him to speak because you're always trying to find an answer that you'll never get if you don't stop to hear what God wants to say in your life. You'll never find it. Some people look for their entire life and never find it. You'll find diaries, things on Facebook, books are written, biographies are written, all these things. You'll never find an answer ever. And, uh, and watch, even when you finally think you find an answer, it's your answer. So you fabricated it and made it your way to suit your selfishness. Who's in? Who knows what I'm saying? I got to know if I'm... Okay. God is the answer. He, de- he desires to hear us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move ahead to verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or an absence, 
I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. When we make it about the gospel and about hearing God's voice and doing what he says, we'll move on from wherever we're stuck. The past, the present, and into the future. Not until... Stop being deceived to think you can just do it on your own. I don't want to relate this to Paul because I don't know, but sometimes when I was reading this, sometimes here's what I got. I'm thinking, God, does it really take for me to be stripped away from everything to hear your voice? Does it really, is that what it really takes? Now, we've only had our entire physical life stripped away once as far as belongings and money and property and had a con artist literally come in and took everything we had. Everything. I was soul searching during that time, even prior to that time. Some of you know that I never went to church ever, not one time in my life. And I went to, uh, what do you call it? A lady that says they can tell the future. What do you call that people? Psychic, thank you. She's... Even went to one of them. I know, isn't that weird? I did. I didn't go to church because I didn't know to go to church. Not... Matter of fact, the people I knew that went to church, <laughs> I know you use this as an excuse all the time, but they acted more ungodly than I did, most of them. So, I mean, yeah. It's not the reason you don't go to church. But I was a little confused in the area. So I go to a psychic. Who remembers this story? Raise your hand. Who remembers this story? Not a person. Good. So I know you listen to me every time I talk. No. I hope this isn't too much information, but it's the truth. So I pull into a psychic trying to figure out what's going on in my life, trying to figure out why this guy just came in. Actually, he, he took uh, over 13 companies in Polk County. It was during that time that people were going in, buying companies, and then, and then taking all the cash and then crashing them. Maybe you guys don't know that, but it, there was definitely that time. So anyway, so I knock on the door, boom, 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 and I'm thinking, psychic, going to tell my future. Hmm, ten bucks. <laughs> it was ten, big letters, ten bucks. I'm going, ten bucks. This uh, young lady, I, I'm going to say about 18, 19, answers the door. Can I help you? And I said, uh, Madam So-and-so, right there, 10 bucks. And she goes, wait a minute. I'm going, huh. It seemed like five minutes passed, probably a couple minutes passed. Door opens up. I'm sorry, Madam So-and-so cannot see you. I said, oh, I, I need to make an appointment. She said, no. She said, go away. And I went, could you not? Didn't want my 10 bucks. I'm going, go away. I said, no, you mean to make an appointment. She goes, no, 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 no. She said, go away and don't come back. And I said, well, what are you saying? She goes, she said, you belong to God. Go away. Now, true story. I left there going, what God? Who's God? But I'm telling you, that started me on my journey to find God. Three months later, I was saved. I woke up, went to church, and received Christ, put my trust in him. 
a psychic. No matter who, Paul says, no matter what comes into your life. I can speak this with conviction. I've had my my share of things. And even if I couldn't, I still would stand on that word, believing it to be true. God wants to speak, but we can't hear him when we're so distracted and we're just so about ourselves and so I know about stuff in our life that wants to take us down, rip us apart, hurt our heart. But until we're willing to trust God and say, I need to hear you and praise God for putting us into a place in our life that we can't do anything but listen, we got like this final opportunity because all is gone. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel. Steer up the gift God has put in you. If you have a question on your heart saying, well, Pastor Tony, I have all these things I want to say. Who do I tell? Tell someone. God will use it. Tell me. Tell the deacons. Tell Pastor Larry. Tell Ryan. Tell Whitney. Tell Mr. Pete right there. Tell Greg. Tell somebody. Because That's how we start stirring up the body and stirring up the gifts that are within us. That's how we start understanding that God is bigger than just me. He has a song on your heart. And it plays out through your fingers, both you guys. And we're faithful to do what God has us to do. And then and only then, all of a sudden, the still small voice starts to stir in our heart and wants to speak. Wants to speak goodness and gladness peace and future. Is life just one big happy family after that? No, not really. But I tell you what, with God on my side, and when I'm hearing him, I know what to do. I become a discerner of my own life because he's in it. And it might not be perfect. It might not be what I want. But there will be that point in time if you're willing to listen to God enough The contentment comes, whether in chains or free, whether in abundance or nothing. His peace comes. It's not a pipe dream. Mm, Maybe that's not a good saying. I don't know. Depends. Who here grew up in the 70s? Okay, just dismiss what I just said. Duncan, you did not grow up in the 70s. You're seven years old. Our grandson, Duncan, I think might be a preacher one day. Hmm, I don't know. He may. Who here would say, uh, Pastor Tony, I desire to hear God speak? Who would say that? And I don't know how he's speaking into your life today but he desires to speak into yours. Whether it's that place of the gospel where we come to an understanding that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God that God puts within our heart to understand. Pastor Tony, man, I hear, I've heard you say that a hundred times. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does that mean? I don't understand. 
Well, the one thing I know for sure is only God can reveal that to you. So ask God to tell you. Say, God, tell me what that means. I mean, I'm being for real here. (laughs) And for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. It all sounds like foolishness in a way. The Bible Bible says God's word, it is foolishness to those who don't believe. But God, I want to know. I keep hearing this. Why do I keep hearing this? It's like the psychic said, go away. You belong to God. What's that? But God himself says, don't go away. Come to me. Pastor Larry, would you mind playing? We'll receive our offer here in a minute. But I I just, Pastor Larry's going to play a little instrumental. And Ryan, we're going to forego that video. Thank you, sir. We have visitors here all the time, which is really cool, like from Europe and Canada. And then we have what we call snowbirds, right? A lot of people, uh, people that are in like a month, two months, three months, things like that. Man, I want to start encouraging you. If you're a visitor or you're someone that like attends here for a season of time, uh, when you go away, don't go away. Stay engaged. Um, let us know what God's doing in Canada. Let us know what's happening in your life as you go. Email. Seriously, what's God saying? Until we hear what his body is doing and what, what he's doing in the body, we, we, we'll struggle understanding how to push through with what he has us to do as a body to glorify him in ministry. Pastor Larry. Some of us are in pain physically. It's a part of our sinful nature. It's a part of reality in this world we live in. God wants to bring healing. See, we're almost afraid to say that. Like, what if he doesn't heal? If he doesn't heal, he brings his peace if we're listening and we're willing to receive it. Some of us are hurting emotionally from our past, from experiences, from abuse. God wants to give us a new heart, a new mind. If we'll listen. This is real stuff. It's God. And if you're wondering why you're not receiving that healing or receiving that peace, I'm not God and I'm not His timing, but I know His promises. Listen and you will. You ask, you seek, you knock. God will hear you as a believer, respond to you by healing you physically, emotionally, or that peace that he gives. It says, I'm here, like Paul, I'm here.
you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Savior, the gospel, the Jesus that Paul talks about, that he was in prison over. Today is the day of salvation. I don't speak these things on my own accord. I speak them because the word tells me and I believe it to be true by faith. And I know the power of God through his word and through his spirit moves. If we'll listen. It's like, Jesus, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't hear about your salvation. I hear my sin separates me from you. Some tell me to pray and ask you into my heart. Some some say, I, I need to hear your voice. I need to listen. I, You know, God, all I can say is I, I'm here. And then that still small voice says, so am I. I'm here, Tony. Today's your day. Will you accept my son? Will you put my trust in my son that died for your sin? September 29th, 9th, 1992, 10.32 a.m. I did. I did. It was my choice. And if you're here this morning, it's your choice. Is today the day of your salvation? If it is, receive it. He says to repent of your sin, to turn from your sin, to turn from living life your way and put your trust in him. He's putting that on your heart. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. That's today. Confess it. Believe it. Hear his still small voice. Is there anyone here this morning who would say, Pastor Tony, you know what, I, 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 I've done that. I've asked Jesus to be my Savior. Put your hand up as a testimony. Is there anyone? And just so that's not confusing, I mean, if you're a born-again believer, put your hand in the air. Just so that's not confusing. Thank you. We're to testify. We're, we're to be unashamed. anyone that will listen. (laughs) I went to Burger King in Haines City. The guy had to be 18 years old, made the most perfect ice cream cone I've ever saw in the world come out of Burger King. 53 cents. And I looked at him and I said, Jim, did you make this ice cream cone? And he goes, well, uh, yes, I did. I said, it's the most perfect ice cream cone I ever saw come out of Burger King. I said, good job. And he looked at me, and he goes, thank thank you. Reaches out into my truck and gives me a fist bump. God loves us. He sent his one and only perfect son to die 
that we might live. As silly as that might sound, if you're speaking that into your heart right now, it's you listen, it's true. Ushers, if you'll come forward, we're going to receive our offering. If you ask Jesus to be your Savior this morning, let us know, let me know. by There's a place on your connection card that says, I prayed and asked Christ to be my Savior. I, I don't know how else to do it. Um, it seems to work because then we can contact you. I'll call you actually personally, see how you're doing, if you have any questions or anything else you might want to know. Write it right on that card. The offering we receive goes toward this work here. It goes to the kingdom work. It's not just four corners. But it does go toward, as Paul would say, the gospel. I look forward to next week sharing some of the things that God is doing. And I uh, have several people I'm going to ask to give testimony. So if I come up to you, like I say, please don't run. I'll give you a whole week to think about it. <laughs> Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. And Lord, I, you know what? I can't help it. I, my eye keeps catching that clock that's in the back. And it's like it's going tick-tock and... I know time is passing, and but, but yet your still small voice says, if we can't spend the time now, when will we? We have taken a time to separate ourselves, to come to your house, to worship, to pray, to encourage one another. If we can't do that now, when can we? Lord, help us to see, help us to hear. Help us to live out your gospel in our lives. Help us to share with others our testimony that rings true, that so many want to hear. Your son, Jesus, loves them so much. He paid the penalty for their sin and desires a relationship. That you are the reconciler, Jesus, to God. Thank you, Father. I'm claiming it in Jesus' name. Amen.